Today on City Cash Chicago, the Northwest neighborhood of Avondale is having a moment. Recently, Time Out named it one of the coolest neighborhoods in the world. CityCast listener and Avondale resident Kat Kliegel shows us why the hype is well-deserved and has been for generations. It's Thursday, October 20th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. And we back, and we back, and we back. Another week on CityCast Chicago means another neighborhood guide. I'm currently here at Clark Park right across the river from one of the coolest neighborhoods in the world, apparently, Avondale. And I'm out here with Kat Kliegel, a CityCast listener who reached out to us, who loves her neighborhood so much that she wanted to give me a tour of it. Kat, welcome to CityCast. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm so excited. Why did you pick uh, this location? We're sitting right off of the trail. People are jogging, running by us. They got their cute dogs, which I'm misidentifying <laughs> left and right. <laughs> well, so first of all, I love this park. It's technically not in Avondale if we really want to get into the nitty gritty. Technically, the eastern border of Avondale ends at the river. But I love Avondale because it has so much green space in the residential sections. However, we don't have the best parks. The main park that I've been to that's in the neighborhood boundaries is right off of 9094. It has a cute little pool. Like, it's fine. I've been there. I've hung out. But it's just you can't get away from the highway noise. So this felt like a little bit of a more peaceful place to hang out this morning. Yeah, when I was looking up the history of the neighborhood, I found out that in the 50s, that park got consolidated to about an acre because they were building the highway. And when people look at Avondale, the highway runs right through the yeah, neighborhood. Right through. Um, and, and so that really has had an impact on, on its development. Yeah. And I think that's part of what built the neighborhood up in a way. I mean, obviously there were people here before the highway, but I think access to transportation, including the river, was a big part of why the neighborhood first got populated. Like it's known as the city that or the neighborhood that built Chicago. And that's because there was so much room for industry. People were able to manufacture a lot of things, move it around really easily. And I think it's also part of why the neighborhood has such a like working class strong union history which is something else that I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Back in the day back in the day people were referred to this neighborhood as Yatskovo. We did an episode and at one point Avondale had the second largest number of uh, Polish residents outside of Warsaw, the capital of Poland. Yeah. And, and so for a long time, the immigrant population, whether it was largely Polish throughout uh, most of the 1900s, um, but then moving over by 2000 to about 62 percent uh, Latino uh, residents in the neighborhood. How do you see the influence of immigrants represented as you move throughout the neighborhood? There's still a really strong Polish influence, like within a couple blocks of my apartment. You can go to Kurowski Sausage Shop, Starpolska, like a lot of Polish um, restaurants off of Milwaukee Avenue. And then there's still also... Um, just like a ton of people who actively speak Polish. You'll be walking up and down the street and you'll just hear people speaking Polish, which is not something that I've experienced pretty much anywhere else in this country. But there's, of course, a huge Latino population also. And um, there's, there's even a small pocket, I think, of Asian folks because we have a really good Korean market. So it's just such a diverse neighborhood. And I think that's something that makes it really cool and beautiful. Yeah, 
uh, one of my good friends and an artist who lives in this neighborhood, her name is Nia Eastley. And she even told me that the history of black folks in Avondale goes right back to Reconstruction era in the 1880s when a, a group of Southern blacks moved into Avondale, about 20 families, and built the first church in this neighborhood. Wow. Um, after a few generations, as the Polish migrants rose, they ended up going over to Bronzeville. But like we're saying, over the last, you know, 140, 50 years, Avondale has really been a home to new Chicago residents. Um, you know, you are not originally from Chicago, and right. I believe you've been in the neighborhood for, for six years. You know, what brought you not only to, to this beautiful city, uh, but has, has brought you to Avondale? I moved to Chicago just because my partner has some family around here, and that's actually part of why we moved to Avondale specifically. Uh, my partner has some cousins who live off the Blue Line in sort of West Town area off the Chicago stop. So when we were looking to find a f- our first place to rent, we were looking in Blue Line neighborhoods. But I think that part of what drew us there is honestly probably a lot of the same stuff that drew people from all over the world there. One, it was more affordable than some of the places that were like right close to downtown. But even outside of that, I I like that it feels like a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like being able to look out my window and see trees. I like the fact that I know my neighbors and I like just hearing kids play on the street. Like, it has such a family-friendly vibe, but it's also, I don't know, it just feels very welcoming. And I think that, again, with all the diversity, it doesn't feel like super segregated within the neighborhood, which is something else that I think is really cool, just like having an opportunity to connect with so many folks. You know, with it recently being named one of the coolest neighborhoods in the world, I believe Time Out uh, numbered it uh, 16th. There's an interesting juxtaposition here and I want to explore with you. On one hand, people who live in the neighborhood want to protect their neighborhood, don't Mm -hmm. want people just gentrifying the neighborhood. For you, what is that midpoint between staying low key, keeping the the, the goodies to yourselves as as neighbors, (laughs) but at the same time, you know, kind of having the pride in your neighborhood that, no, we're not Logan Square, we're not Lakeview, we're, we're Avondale? Yeah. Again, as a transplant, like as someone who didn't grow up here, that's something that I think a lot about. You know, I'm living in this community. I want to actually invest in the community. I don't want to just be someone who's just like, trying to gentrify it, trying to like take away all the old stuff and bring in all this new stuff. We do have a lot of cool new stuff that I'm not mad about, but at the same time, it feels really important to me to patronize businesses that have been there for a really long time, to go to the Polish places, the Mexican places. And so I don't want to just come in and just shop like the new little vintage places and the new little coffee shops. Like I'm here for that too, but I feel like you got to invest in the people that were here before I was at least. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's jump into your Avondale neighborhood guy. Where are the places to eat? What are the, the things to see? What are the activities that people can do? Kat, where do you want to start today? Oh, my gosh. There's so many places to choose from. 
Um, but closest to where we are right now, so that's top of mind, is Avondale Coffee Club. Um, it has a very cute little mid-century modern sign. So I've been past it so many times and kept thinking like, ooh, I need to check that out. And I'm so glad I did. It's my new spot. The inside is super vibey. It's very like mid-century modern design aesthetics, but they also have really good coffee. And this tucked away kind of like open area back patio that's technically kind of in a parking lot but they like made it cool they put a lot of plants out there um they had this drink over the summer I don't know if they still have it but it was a Neapolitan iced coffee so somehow it was like chocolate vanilla and strawberry and coffee it hit I like I keep thinking about that drink <laughs> I love Neapolitan ice <laughs> it's cream so good. it's so good each time I eat it I feel like I start with a different difference uh side of it yeah um i mean avondale is known for having some trendy coffee shops yeah you know, some some spooky themed ones i think you're probably talking about the brood yeah. it's a newer horror themed coffee shop that just opened i don't know in the last few months on milwaukee avenue mm -hmm. i've been there a few times too and they are also very good they have really good coffee and they bring in donuts from Beacon Donuts. It's a vegan <laughs> donut place. So I'm always really excited when there's a place in my neighborhood where I can get Beacon Donuts and The Brood has them. So between the Avondale Coffee Club, The Brew, we got a place for people who need their morning, afternoon, or even, you know, early or late evening fix. Uh, what are some other places to, you know, get a drink or something to eat in the neighborhood? I would be remiss to not name Honey Butter Fried Chicken, but I'm going to kind of gloss over that because it's I feel like... It's on my list. It's on my list. They're good. I'm not going to lie, but I feel like it's on so many people's mm -hmm. lists that I want to like talk about some places <laughs> that maybe aren't on, you know, citywide places. Big facts. Um, so... Again, have to mention Star Polska, the Polish restaurant. That might be on a lot of citywide lists, but it's really good. They have incredible pierogies. It's just like a very classy ambiance in there. Um, but there's also this incredible taqueria, Taqueria Mazamitla. Going past it, it just looks like any Mexican spot probably, but the food is so good. And the portion sizes are massive. One time we were ordering... Uh, you know, tacos and other things, but I was getting a to-go order and I got chips and salsa and they asked what size I wanted. So I said large because I, I didn't know what that was going to be. It was a 32 ounce drinking cup full of homemade salsa. Oh my Lord. Like we had salsa for days <laughs> and it's so good Did they good give you too. a full bag or like a full to-go container? Yeah, chip? no, it was, we got a lot of stuff. So it was, <laughs> I had it in my bike basket. Like it was fine. But yeah, no, this place is so amazing. Um, their chicken tacos are incredible. I think just the way that they do their meats, like the seasoning, I don't know what, I don't know what magic they have, but this place is so good. And then there's also a little Argentinian spot called La Nona that has really, really good empanadas that's off the beaten path in a really residential section, which I think kind of adds to the vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a nice little neighborhood spot. That's what I really appreciate about the neighborhood. The fact that just in a matter of minutes, you could go from uh, a, a Polish restaurant to a Mexican restaurant to an Argentinian restaurant, yeah. and each of them with their own unique flavors, obviously. Um, but all within, you know, for you, biking distance from, from where you live is really cool. Do you got any other restaurants or any spots we got to eat from on your list? The Jungboon Market, mm -hmm. which is the Korean grocery store. I'm lucky because my partner has worked as a chef before. So sometimes we'll go to Jungboon with the intention of like, oh, we're going to make ramen tonight and get all the little ingredients. They have, you know, a whole section of fresh veggies. They have 
a ton of Korean products, but even if you're not like lucky like me and married to someone that can cook, <laughs> um, they have a snack shop in the back and also a little dumpling counter out mm -hmm. front. So you don't even have to cook it yourself. Right. You can go there and get some amazing Korean food. And then also the Kurowski sausage shop, Ironically, I don't actually eat sausage, but I stand by this place because, again, so many cool Polish products. They have a ton of sweets, a massive sweet section. They have fresh baked bread and sometimes they have pachkis. My favorite thing that they have there is they actually have old wooden barrels in the back kind of where they have the produce where you can get pickles and sauerkraut straight out of a barrel <laughs> and just like put it in a bag and bring it home. <laughs> and I think that's what I like about a market instead of even going to a restaurant is because it's like you can try more things without having to commit to a whole entree. Like you can buy a whole little sample buffet for yourself and then just have a little fun snack time. You know, we got other categories, things to see in the neighborhood, things to do. Where you want to go next? I guess the only thing to see that's less of an like, activity, at least for me because I'm not Catholic, is the St. Hyacinth Basilica. It's a old Polish basilica. So It's the where the name Jatskovo comes from. It's the community of... Oh, uh, I didn't even mm -hmm. know that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I've heard that if you're on the bus that on Sundays, they actually announce that stop as Yatskovo still. Oh, that's dope as hell. Yeah. That basilica, I think, is such a center of community still. I've been inside of it. It's incredibly beautiful. One more thing is just sort of the art scene that the neighborhood has. This is the story of so many formerly industrial neighborhoods. You know, I think it was built up because of the industry, the working class, and then as folks kind of moved out, a lot of artists moved in. So there is a pretty cool arts presence there. Um, Hairpin Arts Center is pretty well known. And again, that's like right on the border between Logan and Avondale. Technically, it's in Avondale. But, you know, they I think some people want to claim Logan. But it's a uh, they have a lot of different art shows. They have, I think, some open mic kind of things that they do. It's just like a cool arts based event space. But we also have the Puerto Rican Arts Alliance, which is in an old fire station, which I think is cool. Um, they do a ton of programs for, I think, kids, like after school program, things like that. But they also have concerts that are just like free and open mm -hmm. to the public. And so so now as we move into things to do in the neighborhood. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind is Avondale Bowl. Mm -hmm. It's this second story vintage vibe bowling alley like you walk up the staircase and then you come into this huge room that's I mean it's a bowling alley but it has this vintage bar they have a whole cocktail menu and they really did a great job of restoring the building I think instead of just doing like a whole gut rehab and building like a fancy new bowling alley they put in a lot of work to really like restore it and I think keep the original charm I believe that it originally opened in the 50s and then shuttered in the 90s. So to hear that it's reopened um, is one thing, but the description that you're providing makes it sound like it, it's worth more than just going for me to suck at bowling and <laughs> barely crack 100, if right. that. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm no expert at bowling either, but I think this is just a cool place to hang out. 
what are some other things to do? You gave us a good place to not only go bowling, but maybe even just pop in for a cocktail if you're going to possibly bowl a 63 like me. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of cool little shops, too. I'm thinking especially off of Milwaukee Avenue. And honestly, a lot of these things just popped up in the last mm. few years. Yeah, a like, lot of redevelopment around what Milwaukee and like Kimball. Yeah, yeah. It's like the stretch of Milwaukee that's sort of between Kimball and Central Park, I would say. Um, because even when I first moved here not that long ago there a lot of those shops were just empty and so we've seen a lot of new things pop up there's a vintage store there's a free bookstore which I think is kind of cool like literally everything in there is free is but it's a whole bookstore it's not one of those little free libraries I will take them up on their offer with no shame yeah they and they let you bring dogs three in there. per person or something Not <laughs> is it is it a cap I don't know. They better stop playing. I'll I walk in it, there with a duffel bag. It might be like five or something. I've never tried to push it. No one's ever <laughs> no one's ever been like, um, ma'am, you need to slow down. <laughs> hey, one thing I'll get disrespectful for is some books. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even gonna lie. And on the note of bookstores, this place everything is not free. It's a regular store. But bucket of blood, weird name. Um, There's a lot of horror-themed <laughs> things going on around Avondale. I feel like this is their – it made sense that we came here, not only because of the, the recent notoriety, but also sounded like this day season. Yeah, spooky season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Avondale would be a really good, like, spooky season day trip. Like, go get your horror-themed coffee. Go to Bucket of Blood. It's just like a used bookstore, used record store. I think they might have some new stuff, too. But just, you know, it's a great place to go browse for the afternoon, see what you can find. And there's other really good record stores, too. There's a store called Record Breakers, and that's one of my favorite record stores in the city. I've found some, like, old stuff there that, for, like, a reasonable price, like, I found a an old Runaways record, like mm -hmm. the Joan Jett and Sheree Curry band. And then also Bric-a-Brac. Um, it used to be on diversity, but they just moved to that same block on Milwaukee with all this new development. And they have records. They have like, it's kind of like a tchotchke shop, hence the name, I guess, Bric-a-Brac. But they have old toys. They have cassette tapes. They have VHSs. It's just kind of a fun place to like go browse and kind of see what you can find. Okay. I'm going to have to give me a 1999 Cavalier and, and pop a cassette <laughs> up in that joint. Well, Kat, thank you so much for showing uh, CityCast listeners around Avondale today. Uh, from the brews, the basilica, the buckets of blood, uh, we really appreciate you. And for anybody listening to this, if you want to show the CityCast team around your neighborhood, reach out to us via email or you can send us a voicemail. We'll drop both of those in the show links for you. Kat, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. By the way, if you want to go even deeper into Yatskovo and Avondale's Polish history, definitely go back and listen to our episode with Mary Wisniewski and Joanna Marszałek. Find that in the show notes, too. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Two neighborhood laundromats are providing free washes for families next week at 1400 East 47th Street on Monday from noon to 4 and 3451 West Roosevelt Road Wednesday from 1 to 5. They'll also have wellness resources, health screenings, and vaccines. The Bulls opened their season last night with a win in Miami. They were without all-star Zach Levine, who's still nursing some knee soreness. Levine may also miss tomorrow's game in D.C., but is expected to play at home on Saturday. There's some good news. 
tools to get you through. Our friends over at City Bureau are hosting their pumpkin pop-up this Saturday at the Chicago Bee Library branch. Fall through, you can pay some pumpkins, play some games, and they're going to have some barbecue with vegan options. Also, shout out to the new City Bureau Civic Reporting Fellows. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Our homies over at City Bureau are hosting their pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. And some good news. No, let me just do it from the top. I'm tripping.